Hello, it is Friday, August 21st, one day till fight day. Got a great show for you and we cover everything. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend. If you don't, just act like it never happened. I appreciate you. Let's get to it. It's a great day to be alive. Last night, I made my in-ring promo debut uh, with the NXT on USA Network, and I was flanked by a fleet of incredible men. The one sitting right to my right, you saw him giving facial expressions as if he was ready to go to battle with anybody, former Super Bowl champion, Mr. AJ Hawk. boy, AJ. Yeah. What's up, guys? It was, it was a fun uh, situation. I'm glad. Thank you for uh, letting me play a little part of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you weren't just a little part of it, by the way. You were a massive part of it, especially with that jawline. A lot of people on the internet were talking about how could you not be intimidated if you see that jawline staring at you right in the eyes. And on the other side, a man who was wearing a sleeveless hoodie right next to me, who is potentially, uh, that's a potentially a little bit of an upsetting move, but I feel good about my arm, so I'm not even going to talk about it. Uh, you look jacked, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't get a pump in here. Normally, I wake them up. You know what I mean? Normally, I wake them up before getting in. I didn't get a chance to do that because I was out here uh, tidying up some things last mm-hmm. minute. Yeah, yeah. You were out there. Yeah. You saw what was going on yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Darius Butler, absolute stud of a human, was drafted by the New England Patriots, played for the Colts for a long time. Now he is co-host of the Man to Man podcast and everything DB, where he breaks down secondary for football fans who don't get a chance to hear it. Uh, D-Butt last night. There was a couple moments during that show uh, where you, uh, I think you would, we would have, I think you would have jumped over the ropes and fought a person. Oh, yeah, I was ready. Yeah, absolutely. He was saying some, hey, he did some disrespectful stuff to me throughout this entire thing. When he uh, hit those security dudes, I was. Hey, little Jackie Chan, like, hey, by the way. Whoa. Dead, (laughs) dead, 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 right in front of my face. By the way, as. I was standing around those security people. I thought I could potentially do that to all of them as well. So that is why. True. I mean, definitely shocked. But he was lucky that security was even there to oh, begin yeah. with. Because if that security is not there and he's walking towards me, there's a good chance I'd knock him out right there. We don't even get to Saturday. It's you over. Know, people forget about that type of thing. I'm never getting credit for that. Uh, last night was it was awesome, though. And I, well, now we're two days into the fight with Adam Cole at NXT TakeOver yeah. 30. WWE Network. I'll tell you what. Uh, I got a chance to talk last night a little bit. Obviously, that's what I do for a living. I'm enjoy. I enjoy the hell out of that. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to get in the ring. I cannot wait to get into the ring with Adam Cole on Saturday. And I think people are going to be shocked by what they see. Oh there, yeah, because this thing's going to be over in potentially six seconds. I mean, I don't know how quickly I can swing the leg, but all we need is a one, two, three. That's six seconds, probably seven seconds. I'm trying to end this within a minute, AJ, because my cardio is so Smart. damn good. Ugh. People know that if this goes the distance, it's better for me than it is for Adam Cole, right? I guess, but don't you think he knows? Like, he's a vet. He knows all these little tricks. What's he going to circle, try to tire you out? Hey, 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 just stay away from him. Like, stay away from that right leg. That right foot is probably what they're telling him. What if this is a Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor thing, okay, where everybody on earth, okay, knew that Floyd Mayweather was going to win? Because if you know boxing and all, it's like, hey, this is a different level of cardio. This is a different level of conditioning. Even if Conor is a great boxer, and they said, even if Conor is a great boxer who has never boxed before, by the way, but even if he is a great boxer, world-class boxer like Floyd, he just won't be able to last. And then what, 10 rounds he lasted, and everybody was like, well, maybe he will be able. And then all of a sudden, 11th round, I believe it started going downhill for him, and then Floyd just ended it. That's what you're thinking Adam Cole was thinking? Well, I want to let you know, Adam Cole, I've been on a Stairmaster for six months straight, okay? I'm in the best shape of my life. Look, I can hold my breath longer than Michael Phelps right now. Just know that. So you should try to get this thing over with quickly too because if it goes long it's not good for you ain't that right 
I guess that is. I'll have to ponder that one for a little bit, right, Pat? <laughs> can you hold your breath as long as David Blaine? I know he's out pubbing some air, hot air balloon situation. I think he said he can hold his breath for 20 minutes, 19 minutes or I something. I believe him. I have never been. Seems like he can do anything. I had exactly. never been built for a long time. Okay, only a good time. That is that is literally the way it is. Get it over real quick. That's why this has to be over quick. Quick. And I think he's going to want to. I mean, I think he's going to want to tangle rather quickly as well it feels like we have hated each other for three years a lot of people have made a lot of comments about this entire thing but literally since day one of meeting that man i've hated him and he has hated me it's just and normally by the way people like me after meeting me like not meeting me hate me that is just something that happens after meeting me they're like okay so he is like that all the time that that is just kind of how it is him and i first time maybe since like elementary school where i met somebody oh i hate that guy well he hates me too good this is a very mutual feeling i'm happy we both feel this way now we get a chance to settle it on saturday joining us now there's only 32 of these humans in the world they are tasked to do real life fantasy football they are tasked with building a team a culture an environment and the man who is doing that for the indianapolis colts has a southern draw in a baby face ladies and gentlemen chris ballard Chris, Woo! how we doing? Hey, right tell over me, you- Hey, yeah. Tell me this. No, we got to get it started with you. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> are you ready to roll? Chris, I mean, we're. Je- I mean, are you going to put the ass whipping on Adam Cole? Yeah. Hey, Chris. Well, I'm not going. Yay. You. You know a little bit about me now at this point. I think you've met my parents. I, I ain't no bitch, Chris. I, yeah, that, there ain't there ain't none of that in me. You know, there ain't none of that in me. And uh, I'm gonna put on a show Saturday. Well, I look forward to watching you put the West Virginia ass whipping on him. He now, deserves. Hey, yeah. now we're talking about. <laughs> Let's get to the ass whipping that you are a part of right now. Training camp, trying to put together a team. For those that aren't watching on YouTube, right above Chris's head is probably 150 to 200 million dollars worth of contracts he's going to have to negotiate. Stop it! Stop! It Don't raise the price. Quentin <laughs> Nelson and Darius Leonard. That team that you've been building over there, young core defense, great. Good offensive line, great offensive line. You got this team that's set up for success. Last year, Jacoby gets hurt. Nobody expected that to happen. You're on a hot run. You bring in Phillip Rivers now. In this COVID world that we're in, how's the team looking in training camp? How are you handling the whole thing? Well, good. I mean, look, I mean, everybody makes the, you know, the excuse that, you know, we didn't have an offseason, but, the, you know, we're all playing under the same rules. Nobody's, nobody's got an advantage on anybody else. So the, the playing field's equal. And, you know, in terms of, you know, we're going into our, you know, we had our first three days of pads. It was good, normal padded practice. Um, you know, the first two weeks was interesting. It'll be interesting to see how we follow this going forward because there's some things of the ramp up that we liked um, that we think that can be beneficial for us going forward. Okay. Um, but so far, so good. What are are you looking at this? Because we watch Hard Knocks, and that's really the only inside peak that I get inside a building now. I watch Hard Knocks, and the I think it's a wide receiver coach was talking to the Zoom uh, call, which was all the players, because Seth Ryan, Rex's kid, got a false positive or whatever, and he gave an entire speech about how I have to prepare everybody in the Zoom call to play. Like everybody has to be ready to play, especially with this COVID, because people are going to get sent out. He said, "You guys might have a new position coach because I might get COVID at some point in this thing." Right, how are you preparing for that, Ross? Wise. You just have a list of a bunch of you have to like scout a bunch of humans and just be ready to pick and place them. So this Connexon device um, is very important. It's tracing, it's contact tracing, you know, our proximity to other people. And if you're around, you know, a group for over 15 minutes, 
at a time, it, it becomes an issue if somebody tests positive because they're going to be knocked out. So the way we've explained it, Frank and I, to, to our staff, um, both coaches and our scouts, is look, every guy on the team is important. And you can't – everybody, even, even your practice squad players that are usually a little more developmental, you've got to think of them as starters because there's a chance uh, during the season – they're going to come into play. Now, the good news for us is we've always – I mean, that's usually where our first pull is from when we're bringing players in. We've been very active on our practice squad, something we've really sold to players, um, and we've had guys come from there. So, But it's even more important this year. We have got to be able to uh, – those 16 players have to be treated just like they're playing on Sunday each and every week because you just don't know. And then we've got to have an emergency list ready to go um, you know, that's that's long and deep. And, you know, our scouts will work on that. What's the conversation about, like, accountability? Because we saw in that first Hard Knocks, the Spanos family, uh, father-son there, who's loved in San Diego, but I got a chance to watch him uh, on Hard Knocks talk to Chris Harris Jr. about how, like, hey, we're going to need you guys to hold each other accountable in this whole bubble-like thing. How, how has that messaging been sent from the team, and are you guys just expecting people to do that? And how do you see that going with all 100% reality of the humans, 21 to 25-year-old guys? Like, it's going to be a very tough chore, I think. No, it's going to be very difficult. Um, and our team knows it, not just our team, our staff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got five kids. When I go home – you know, I got five children and, and, you know, I can't ask them to stop living. Um, I ask them to be careful um, and I'm careful around them. Here's what, look, we're not going to focus on the problem. Frank and I, and Frank made a great point of this. You know, we're going to address the problem at the start of camp. And like I, like we both told the locker room, if you want to win and if you want to go where you want to go, um, it's going to take some accountability on each one of you. And, You've got to hold each other accountable. And they know, Pat, you've been in that locker room. They know the guys that are that are doing what needs to be done. They know the guys that are working. I mean, you can bullshit the media. You can bullshit the fans. But you cannot bullshit the locker room. Bingo. And they they know. So there's got to be a degree of accountability being held within that locker room for it to be able to be successful. And it doesn't mean we won't have a, a slip up. Um, and it doesn't mean so. And I don't want somebody, if they if they do get it, um, but they've got to be honest. They can't come in the building. They've got to be honest. And we got to make sure we continue testing um, and doing the th- protocols that the league has asked us to do. Chris, AJ Hawk here. Uh, there's been hey, rumors. How you doing? There's, there's rumors floated out there that the NFL is exploring the options of going to a playoff bubble whenever that time comes. So Seems like he may be getting a little so ahead of ourselves. Down the road, but is that, would that be a competitive thing so a team like you doesn't lose Phil Rivers in your first playoff game? Like, How does that work? I'd love to have a playoff bubble here in Indy. We can put everybody in hotels and we can we can hold them up. Yes, yeah. we can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't lie to you though, AJ. My 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 viewpoint right now is just on today, um, and I hadn't even I hadn't even thought that far in advance. Or have I heard anything from the league uh, regarding you know some type of bubble? What's up, Chris D. Buck? Good How to you see you, man. Good, Good to, to see you. Yeah, same uh, here. A lot of people talking about the Phillip River signing and the Buckner defense. I'm I'm excited about uh, Xavier Rhodes, and uh, I guess it's a two part question. First, you know, what was it about him that you saw that you wanted to bring him in? I was excited. I, I talked about it before you guys even signed him. And two, um, how's he fitting in with the guys? I know going to more of his own scheme than what he's coming from. How's that going? Um, it's going good. And look, I mean, we we had two coaches here that 
were with Xavier in Minnesota and Jonathan Gannon and Alan Williams. So they had history with him. And guys, I mean, usually when you hit 30 in this league, that's kind of a breaking point. But there's certain players I've been around that just have freakish talent and can, can extend their careers. And Xavier has that. He's got some of God's gifts that are hard to hard to find. We think we can help him. We're thinking we can help him physically with what, some of the stuff we're doing nutritionally and with our strength program. Um, and so far, so good. Um, and we knew, like, one of the things I really addressed and wanted to address was making sure I added and our we added a couple veterans in the secondary. Yep. Um, cause it's such a young group. I mean, even Kenny, you know, we, you know, even, even Kenny's young, you know, we forget, you know, he's only, he hadn't been in the league a long time. Yeah. Um, and as great a player he is and as good a leader as he is, it's good to have a vet. The, the year we had Mike Mitchell, you know, Mitch was, Mitch was unbelievable, um, guiding that room. And I think, you know, Xavier, and then we added another, uh, Tavon Wilson here a few weeks ago. Um, and he's looks like he's going to be a real good addition. Then also TJ Carey, you know, I don't want to undersell what he can do. He can play inside and outside and play, play safety. Yep. Uh, so we think we've added three to the secondary vets that can help these young kids come along. Secondary is going to be a big deal in the AFC for a long time with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid over there in Kansas City, which, by the way, you came from that place. And I think I asked you, I believe it was last year or two years ago, every time you come on, by the way, I'm so thankful. Ladies, joining us now, by the way, for those that are just catching in, Chris Ballard, general manager of the Indianapolis. Hey, as big as you've got now. As big as you've gotten, we're just happy to come on. Oh, you do look good. What you, I mean, you look good, dude. You've been getting after it. Yeah, fight this, week. Hey, this is fight week. Yeah. This, hey, Chris, if I would have taken care of my body like I've been taking care of my body here going into my wedding and then now into fight week, I mean, we're talking probably three, four more yards on every single punt. I mean, we're talking big, big <laughs> You could have easily played another eight or nine years. Oh, well. Easily played another eight or nine. I still think yeah. I probably could if I needed to. <laughs> But, um, oh, man, what was I going to ask you about? I had a great question lined up. Oh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Last year or two years ago, you said that Veach is a guy who's incredible at setting up contracts and setting up a roster. We're watching them do that right now somehow, pulling money out of a hat. I I don't know how they're doing this, signing all their players. But in the AFC, like, is there ever a thought? You're just focused on the AFC South. Are you focusing on what the AFC is for what seems to be the next maybe 10 years with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Like, whenever you're putting together your team what are you thinking about well i mean the good thing is they're not in our they're in the afc but they're not in our division yeah um so that helps um and you know in terms of kansas city no brett brett's outstanding and he's got a he's got a you know a cap guy brant tillis who i'm also very close with from our time there who's outstanding um but when we put our team together we're we're i mean look it's a passing league I mean, it just, it is, it's a passing league and you, you've got to be able to rush and you got to be able to cover on defense. Um, and you want 11 guys that can defend the pass. Um, I know, I know stopping the runs big, but we'll rally and we'll figure out how to stop the run. But, you know, you got to have 11 guys to defend the pass and we're always going to be, you know, that's always going to be our emphasis um, defensively. I think that's when you see at linebacker. I mean, we went, I mean, I don't know if we have a linebacker that weighs over 233 pounds. We want them run that we want guys that can run and cover um, and take space away. And that's how you that's how you have a chance to defend, you know, the Watson, the Mahomes, the Jacksons. You've got to have speed on the field to be able to match them. 
let's talk about let's talk about your quarterback at this point. Philip Rivers, as soon as you signed him, there was obviously a pop, a reaction, either very good, really bad. Any decision that is made in the offseason, you can't judge immediately until you see how it pans out. So it's always hilarious to kind of do that and see that. With the first couple of days here and with him being in the building, what have you seen out of Philip Rivers that makes you go, yep, that's why we picked Philip Rivers this offseason? Well, just, I mean, look, he's accurate. I think he's, I think he's 89% so far in practice. Um, I mean, this dude can, he is accurate. Oh, come on. He is accurate. The defense is sorry out there. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. joking. No, I mean, he, Philip will get out of bed when he's 70 and be accurate. I mean, their guys can get out and when they can throw it, um, that'll never, that'll never leave him. Um, but just his look, his energy, his presence, um, all of that just bleeds over confidence to everybody else. And I mean, I think everybody knows. Let me tell you one of the cool things: everybody knows what Phillips done in his career, and players know. But he comes out every day and works and wants to still earn their respect, which I think is which I think is key. Well, and I think that's why Philip Rivers is Philip Rivers. We got to go to a break on radio. Will you stick with us on YouTube for a little bit, another minute or two? Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, the conversation continues with Chris Ballard at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. We'll be back on the other side, radio listeners, to close out hour one. And we're clear. What are you drinking over there? You got some, uh, you got some Menno Explode? You fucking getting jacked oh, up? What's up that? Uptime. What's that? Uptime. What is it? Oh, it's the best one. I found it. I mean, I got cases of it in the fridge. They should be. It's a. They should be paying you for this, right? Yeah. I never even heard of that thing right there. We tried. I had Cal. Remember, Cal came on. I had Cal call him. I said, "Call Uptime and see if we can't get him to sponsor the draft room." And they wouldn't do it because they don't sell it here. They oh. only sell it on the East Coast. Oh, that's oh yeah. Bitch. And they've gotten more. I mean, I mean, you know who if they people watch the draft, but I mean during the draft, these cans are just slaughtered all over the draft. Room. <laughs> What is it? Some kind of like cognitive brain water? It's an energy drink. I mean, it makes your hair stand up on your head. It looks Ooh. good, by the I way. Mean, I was going to say. Yeah, it it's good. Yeah. It's called orange. This one's blood orange, but they got lemon. It's good. Hey, listen. It's better than it's better than all those other energy drinks. Hey, it's what I like. Don't take the bang. You will get hooked. That stuff is crap. Oh, no, is no. Mad- I, I don't like. I won't do the bang. Oh, yeah. yeah. I. By the way, I did it there for a couple months. I had to stop cold turkey. It was tough coming out of it. I'm going to be honest. It was tough coming out the other side of it. I'm happy to be on the other side. Let's talk about. Can I ask you about Jacoby? Because I, yeah. I would assume that you have to answer a lot of questions about Jacoby. Jacoby, yep. you gave him a a two-year deal last year, and you mm-hmm. even said to the media, like, we don't know if he's our guy. That's why it's a two-year deal, but we like what he's shown us thus far. Last year, he had a great start, gets hurt. Now you bring in Phil. He's going to get a chance to, I, I don't want to say sit behind, but he sat behind Tom Brady, Andrew Locke, and now Phil Rivers. That seems like that's going to be quite a weapon for Jacoby's future. What are you thinking about Jacoby and his future? And I would assume this year is a year that you need to have a great backup because you have no idea what the hell is going to happen with the COVID thing yeah well it's tough I mean I think it's tough one because of my uh, you know relationship with him um, and I think so much of him but bringing Philip in was such a unique chance for the organization especially with his relationship with with both Nick and uh, Frank all right so and but Jacoby being who Jacoby is you know, of course he's pissed. He should be. But 
at Jacoby's core, he's as good a teammate as I've ever been around. Um, and he wants the team to win. Sure, he wants to be the guy. And that, and I wouldn't want a player on this team that doesn't want to start and play and compete. Um, so Jacoby will continue at some point. Like like I told Jacoby, at some point, um, you're going to have to make a play to help us win. And I, he'll be ready. Hey, Chris, I, you mentioned Jacoby and your relationship with him. I'm always curious, being the GM there and your relationships with players and coaches, Pat and I have talked about this before. It almost helps to, if you're running a, a sports team, to be a sociopath and not let your emotions get in the way of That's any real. kind of decision. I'm just wondering how you balance that between, like, hey, this is what's best for the team, but I also have personal relationships. Like, how, how has that gone so far? Um, look, I can't do that. I just can't. It's just not me, you know, and, and I can't change who I am. Uh, I'm going to have relationships. I do. I care about the play. I care about our players. I want them to do good. Um, I want to have them to have successful careers. Um, I want them to continue when football's over uh, to have successful lives. It's tough when you're making that transition. So I can't sit here and say I don't have relationships that are close with them. And but here's here's how I kind of explain to our guys: Don't take the business in personal. Um, and and you do. You're most of them are young. I'll say, look, at some point. We're going to have a discussion about money here and you might not agree and I might not agree. And that's okay. If you do well and do everything that we're asking you to do, either we're going to pay you or somebody else is going to pay you and it's going to work out good for you and your family. I want to keep every player we can, but that's not realistic. Um, It'll get a little sticky every once in a while, but I think at the end of the day, players know a few things. One, I'm going to be very honest with them about what's going on and how they're playing and what the expectations are. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, I want I want good for them. I want players to do good. We're not in the anti-player, screw player business. This is a player's league. I don't think you, it's a player's and coach's league. You cannot forget that. Well, Chris, we're about to come back into radio here, so I think it's a good time to let you go ahead and continue to dominate your day and create that Colts team. Enjoy the hell out of this process, <laughs> man. Right, well. I hope the nose swabs have been a lot of fun as well. I think I'm at, I forget, I actually, I came in today. I was running uh, late to a meeting and I forgot they had to remind me to go get it. And I think that was after 21 straight days of um, getting tested. Oh, well, hey, nice bad. We're getting used to it. Well, hey, hopefully they all come back negative for the entire season for the entire NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Ballard. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks Chris. For We're rooting for you. Hey, I, you too, boss man. Welcome back right, to brother. the Pat. Be good. Yeah, you too. You. Welcome back. It's always hard to get the proper nutrition into your body, whether you're on the go, whether you're working, or maybe you're just lazy and don't really think about it. A company has come along and made one scoop to make your life a better one, and that's our friends at Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a one-stop shop for everything that your body could possibly fucking need from a nutritional standpoint in one clean scoop. I, I am a big fan of this Athletic Greens. I've never taken care of myself. I'm a noted poor eater poor drinker, poor liver. And now that we've been on this run here for the last 11, 12 weeks, the thing that I've noticed that has saved me just a little bit has been my scoop of Athletic Greens. And I also have travel packets, which have worked out perfectly for everything we have get going right now. You need to get this into your daily routine because your nutritional needs need you to have you ready 
for whatever the day throws at you. You struggle to get in nutrient-dense fruit and veggies. You're looking to overcome gut health issues or nutrient deficiencies. You just don't feel as good as you used to. You travel frequently or struggle to eat as well on the road. You're an athlete or professional seeking enhanced performance. You don't want to take multiple supplements at home or on the road. If all of these things are yeses or any of these things are yeses, you need to get with Athletic Greens right now. Your body's nutritional needs change due to stress, travel, sleep patterns, exercise, and the imperfect diet. Even with a balanced, healthy diet, it can be tough to cover your nutritional bases. That's why top performers, athletes, executives, and entrepreneurs trust Athletic Greens. Right now, you can get 20 free travel packs, which is valued at $79 with your first purchase whenever you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash pat that's 20 free travel packs which is valued at 79 dollars for free when you go to athleticgreens.com forward slash pat respect your body appreciate your body fill it up with the right shit athletic greens has all the good shit for you athleticgreens.com forward slash pat 20 free travel packets Joining us now is a man. Hold on, let me get this right. So I do want to get this right because every time he talks, people should listen because I feel like he knows more than other people do because the contacts he has and the obviously the work ethic. Oh. Uh, NFL Network's Inside Training Camp live coverage airs daily starting at 10 a.m. That's where, by the way, the Cam Newton footage came from. That's where you get a chance to kind of peek inside. If you're yearning for football like we are, not a bad thing to watch. Tom Pelissaro is an NFL Network reporter, and you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Pelissaro. P E L I double S E R O, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Pelissaro. Tommy, Tom. Woo! Just, just to be clear, Pat, you're now pitching wireless earbuds, and I got a mug. Well, I will say this: we own that mug. Ray we mug. don't own Raycon, so we'll text Ray J. You we'll could. Hey, I like that our mug made it in your office, though. Hey, thank you for having yeah. us in there. Uh, what is your go-to coffee in the morning? You a coffee guy? Green tea guy? I'm actually, I just poured water into it for the first time, and I'm thinking I should have washed it first. Yeah, that's not on you. That's on me and the fact that I haven't left this basement in six months. Uh, well, let's talk about you in that basement making things happen. Uh, you should have washed that cup for sure. We don't even know where that's coming from, so that is something to, <laughs> to definitely think about. The NFL, we had Chris Ballard on with us in the first hour, and he talked about how they have to treat basically everybody on the team as starters now. That's just how it's going to be, and they assume more and more is going to happen. Is there a plan in place for the NFL if a Marlins-like outbreak happens? Are they going to postpone games? Because you can't really shorten games in the NFL. You can't postpone games too much because what are guys going to do? Sit out a like, is there a plan in place for that? Have you heard any conversation on how they're going to figure figure that out? Well, first of all, when it comes to you know changing a venue or cancellation, postponement, whatever, they're putting together kind of like a shadow competition committee. They're calling it a competition advisory panel that will talk to the commissioner in season. Because currently, the actual competition committee is active NFL executives and coaches and GMs who their interests are going to be different based on what game it is, what happens, things like what happens if you've got to seed the playoffs and some teams have played more divisional games than others. How do you do that? Who wins the division if teams end up playing an equal number of games? What they're doing is they're getting former GMs, former head coaches, former players now to form this other advisory panel that will sort out some of these situations as they come up. But you also have to know the NFL has you know, made a bunch of different changes to try to have more roster flexibility within the season. You know, the expanded practice squads, 
uh, going to 16 guys. That's one of them. Unlimited injured reserve, not just the reserve COVID-19 list, but unlimited IR. You have a high ankle sprain that in the past that's four to six weeks. You'd have to make that decision. Okay, do we put the guy on IR end of season or do we keep him up and now we're down a guy for four to six weeks? Well, now you can come back from IR within three weeks. There is no limit on the number of guys you can come back. In other words, they want, and the competition committee signed off on this, teams to have as much access as possible to guys who know their scheme that they have actually trained. So if you do have an outbreak within a team, if there are ways that you have enough guys there, and if you don't have concern about other infections or a spread within a team, spread between teams, you're going to, when possible, find ways to play. What about the, oh, so it's just going to be field a team, however you can field a team if something goes down. That's just going to have to be out. In essence, I mean, yeah, if there's a situation where 25 guys somehow all have COVID-19, now you've got a problem, especially because, okay, did those tests happen at the beginning of the week where you can retest guys and get them into protocols, figure out who's asymptomatic, who's symptomatic, or did they happen on Friday morning before a Sunday game? Those are all things that are still working out. The in-season testing cadence has not actually been finalized yet that's going to be one of the big questions i mean things like the matthew stafford situation where stafford had one positive test amidst a bunch of negative tests then now the you know the lions come out and say that was a false positive uh you know how they're working through that that's evolving here where now you can come back you have two more negative tests you can return to the team here's what i know right now the positivity rate on those COVID 19 tests is ridiculously low we're talking a fraction of one percent that are positive tests right now and based on some of the The activations today, there have been 110 guys league-wide put on the reserve COVID-19 list. As of this moment, there are six guys left on the list. Let's go! It's early. It's early, but those are really good signs that all the protocols, not just the testing, but the contact tracing, the education, the behavioral emphasis, and the social distancing in the buildings, all that stuff you'd say at this moment seems to be working. Okay, so let's talk about the teams and the players. The first day of training camp, there's always going to be injuries. Always. That's just the way it goes. First time you get back in hitting. This year, there seem to be a lot more. There are players out there who are still great mug sell right there. Great mug sell right there by you. There are, team, there are players who are still out there on the market. If you're a veteran and you're on the market, I see next to zero reason to sign with a team until the end of training camp. Uh, Like right now, Jadavion Clowney, his name is still out there. He will trend anytime anybody gets hurt, anytime there's an opportunity anywhere. Jadavion Clowney's name gets brought up. There's a lot of other vets that are still out there that could potentially sign with teams. Do you think there's a lot of let's wait and see what happens with our teams before we sign these vets? Or are people actively pursuing Jadavion Clowney at the moment or, or anything like that? Clowney could have signed months ago. I mean, he's had offers, multi-year offers, one-year offers. He still has a really high price tag, talking $17, $18 million uh, per year. Uh, That plus, you know, obviously he's got an injury history, a guy that you wanted to bring in for a physical. Well, nobody's advanced enough in terms of an offer to bring him in for a physical yet. Uh, Clowney's always been taking his time. That's one thing that I've heard consistently, which is he was just kind of going to take his time here, push this as far as he could, come in right at the end, which is what he did a year ago, too. The one thing to keep in mind is we're already getting to that point. We're already getting to the end here because, remember, if you're a street-free agent, you're a guy who has not been on a team through training camp, you're, you're signing, whether that's Jadevian Clowney, whether that's uh, Logan Ryan, uh, any of the other number of high-profile Clay free Matthews. agents. AQ Shipley. Clay Matthews. AQ Dante Freeman. you got to pass three COVID tests over four days, then get a physical before they can even integrate you onto any kind of you know team activities. So really you're talking about a week. Well, if you need a week 
to be able just to get onto the field and presumably even Genevieve and Clowney, you'd like them to practice for a week. By the end of next week, you would be thinking some decisions are going to have to be made or guys just functionally, based on how this is set up, are not going to be ready to go for week one. Hey, Tom, AJ Hawk here. I've heard uh, we know like the Chiefs are talking about having what 22% capacity at their stadium. Different places are, are going to have fans. They say now some places won't. Do you think Goodell is going to come in? Like, is this a competitive like imbalance for some teams if you have Ooh. a home field? If you do have twenty percent of your fans, Ooh. and some places have nobody, competitive imbalance. Wow. The wow. way that, or put it this way, the people making the decisions in those cases are the owners, and they're thinking of the competitive imbalance of this guy's making money and I'm not making money. <laughs> That's where that starts out. Now, obviously, there's health and safety protocols. Your old team, the Packers, said we just we're going to not have fans in for the first couple games because we got to focus on making sure that all the protocols are working for the people on the field. And they've drastically reduced the number of people on the field. There's no more cheerleaders. There's no more mascots. I can't be on the field pregame. No! That was a crushing blow. No! Reading that in the final uh, game day protocols yesterday uh, but they're limiting the number of people you still have though the testing protocols where people can go you know who can come in what entrances for the teams that are, are doing it and having fans in the stands uh, there's some teams taking a wait and see approach there's other teams uh, like Jerry Jones who's made very clear like I got so many suites in this place I can hide people all over here they're not going to be near each other he's going to try to have uh, you know thousands of people in the stands from week one you know in terms of the actual football no question I mean there's coaches that bring that up GMs about uh, the imbalance of you know the crowd noise aspect it's it's simply different playing on the road than it is playing at home uh you know the the idea of artificial crowd noise has come up there's nothing final on that but that's certainly been something that uh they've discussed i think we've all watched you know baseball games or whatever and you hear like they're they're doing different things to make it sound and look a little bit more uh like an nfl game there's gonna be nothing normal about or you know a, a real game there's gonna be nothing normal about nfl games this season, but uh, they're exploring a lot of different avenues. And just because one team's not having people in September or having a small number of people in September doesn't mean that's going to be their plan for October, November, and beyond. You know, there's a. it's been a different, for me, it's been a different taste on whether or not I like the fake crowd noise with the sport or I don't like the fake crowd noise with the sport. Like, for instance, I think UFC early, I enjoyed it without the crowd noise because I was hearing punches landing on people's suck holes and then i heard coaches talking but now i think i've gotten to a point where i'm like i think we need that arena gladiator like yeah, atmosphere football. and then it, for football i think you're going to need some sort of sound like gotta i gotta be real too I, you think well the zoom calls we some talked to the are. nba players we talked to terrence ross yesterday or orlando magic and he said those zoom fans are on like a three second delay so <laughs> the, he said that they'll do something big and then on the other side of the court, they're going like, oh, my God. The only thing that's been is the delay. Watching the NFL figure that out will obviously be a lot of fun. Let's go to New England, Tom. What are you hearing out of New England? We've heard clips from Bill Belichick talking about how hardworking Cam is and how much he's enjoying it. We've seen clips from Inside Training Camp Live on NFL Network of Cam Newton dancing and being insane. What are you hearing about that relationship up there, Tom? Because I think New Englanders are getting very, very, very excited about the potential of this particular particular team right now oh it's still early in terms of actual padded practices and the course of training camp but it's also late because we we don't have preseason games we don't have those usual metrics that you use to judge a competition what we do know is cam newton is clearly the most talented quarterback uh, that's on the patriots roster he's a guy who has had success in the league but he's also had injuries over 
the past couple of years. You know, they drafted Jared Stidham in the fourth round. They thought he threw a really pretty ball. They liked what he did in terms of his work with the practice squad or with the, the scout team uh, over the course of last season. Then you've got Brian Hoyer, who's the one guy who has actually played in this offense, uh, you know, knows how to function in it. I would just say this, with the way that Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels look at everything with that team, they're never going to marry themselves to one thing even for – two consecutive games, much less for an entire season. I don't think that they're sitting back and going already, okay, Cam Newton's the guy, we know that, and we're just going to set the depth card. No, they're going to be looking at this as things um, move forward here. And I'm not suggesting, you know, the platoon. I know that that was a big thing yesterday. Belichick was asked about the idea of rotating quarterbacks, and he said the same thing we've heard him say literally 100,000 times, which is, I'm going to do what's best for the team. Whatever that is, that's what we're going to do. Uh, you know, basically ruling nothing out. But that really is how they operate. You know, you could have one game plan where it's a, a run-heavy thing and a ton of zone read and, and Cam is running with the football. There could be another game where they think that they're better off uh, chucking it around, that they need to do a spread-it-out passing offense. And depending how Cam's come along in that phase, uh, maybe Stidham or Hoyer is the best guy uh, within that game. I, I think it's just going to be fascinating to see this because we know so much about how Bill Belichick operates and how game plan specific he is. Uh, the way that they are adaptable, uh, whether it's the defensive schemes or what they're doing on offense. Uh, what we don't know is how adaptable truly is he at the quarterback position because you have to go back two decades to find the last time that we didn't know with 100% certainty the number 12 was going to be under center. Okay. Well, he had success with Castle. Castle obviously would go elsewhere or not, and Jimmy and Jacoby. and But those are all pretty similar quarterbacks there, right? Like those are all pretty similar quarterbacks. Cam Newton adds a completely different weapon to that offense if you need to i'm excited to actually see bill belichick wrap his mind around what he could potentially do with cam and see what he comes up with he's always been the guy who has taken advantage of the situation the most i mean him and ernie him and that eye in the sky the guy who seems to know everything whether it was like little glimpses in a rule book that nobody else knows about that they've like broken down where they started moving offensive linemen out to wide receiver before anybody else they had to add rules to stop them from doing it they seem to take advantage of things in the best path fashion everybody yells that they're cheating but i think every other team in the nfl would do it immediately if they had the brain capacity to do so and i was also say this you bring up uh, the garoppolo and Brissett, which was during the deflate gates pension for tom brady I, I remember vividly that game the first time the Brissett had to play because jimmy g had started the, like, the first two games and they had to play Brissett in week three and i remember belichick after they won that game with just this big grin on his face there is something about finding ways to win when everybody's like, well, you don't have one of the best players in the NFL, you have no chance, and having to come up with a completely different plan. They did run a little bit different offense with Brissett, and coming up with that plan seemed to be something that, that Bill was very satisfied with after the game. I mean, this is, this is a new challenge. When you've won everything like Bill Belichick has, what's left? And the answer might be now trying to continue winning without maybe the best player in NFL history. And we see a brand new bill. I think we've been seeing a brand new bill. I mean, his dog Nike was doing the draft. I mean, you just go through it. It's a brand new Bill Belichick. He's up. I think you won an Emmy at this point. Yep. I mean, it is. There's a lot with of us. things. Yeah. yeah, with you guys. I want to talk about you guys and reporters in general. That Jalen Ramsey give and take on hard knocks, I think, is the epitome of why most players hate reporters. 
Okay, I think that is, you know what I mean? Like, he was taking the high road. He was being a veteran. He was giving his answer. And the reporter was like, no, that's not what I need for my article. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep prying and prying and prying. Do you think we're in a very different age of journalism? And this is a little bit off subject. I think this is Tom Pelissaro because you're a younger reporter. You're a, you're a guy that is kind I of. I wish. You, you, you are, though. Do you think it's a little bit different, though? Like, for instance, I think a lot of people took Jalen's side in that particular case, oh, yeah. where in, like, probably four years ago, maybe five years ago, everybody had been like, like, well, Jalen's an ass for doing that or whatever. I feel like we're in a real different era now for your particular profession. I appreciate that you're still calling me young, Pat. That does that does mean a lot. You Ask look like AJ you're about 10. me. When I was covering AJ in 2007 for the Green Bay Press Gazette, that was me as a young reporter. I've been at this way longer uh, Tom, than you think. Tom, AJ does not remember that. And I know that is oh, a heart- I'm absolutely certain. And that, that is a heartbreaker. But he of felt course, like- I know Big Tom. Green Bay Press Gazette, at least you're in the biggest show in town. You moved up quick, too. Hey, hold on, though, Tom. He fell asleep during Dan Wetzel's interview uh, just one week ago. The pretzel. This guy is the... I'm fully awake now, Tom. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, well, I would say this with Jalen Ramsey. So I was watching that, that Hard Knocks episode with my wife, who also once upon a time worked for the Green Bay Press because has a journalism background. And what, what struck me was, so Jalen, that whole scene plays out. They go back and forth. He walks out. Uh, artists with the Rams talks him into coming back into the room. And then he gave this, you know, kind of longer answer of here's why I'm not going to answer that question. You're trying to get this and that. This is how I really feel. He gave a much more passionate answer. I turned to my wife and I said, that was probably the answer you're looking for. You were just looking for a little bit more color to it. I mean, there's always something difficult about this because when you don't ask the questions, when you get kind of a a non-answer and you don't follow up on it, then you run the risk of everybody criticizing you for oh you didn't press for an answer you just accepted that terrible answer Mm. you didn't you didn't try to get more uh you know and then if you go too far and you ask 10 follow-up questions and the person walks out then it's oh the media is you know trying to do this and that I, i i really do understand it uh from both sides because we're taught as reporters to you know try to dig deeper to try to to pull something else out with jalen ramsey who i've talked to before he's a really interesting guy He's also really smart in terms of how he deals with the media. He knows what's going to be a thing. He knows what's not. You know, he's careful with his words. In that case, he had a very clear, all right, I'm going to say my piece on what my agent's doing, what the team is doing, and then I want to talk football. But the storyline with him is going to be his contract. It's so different than Dalvin Cook up here in in Minnesota or any number of other players who have a looming contract situation that uh, becomes high profile. It's just that's I think the nature between the media and the players, which is it's not our job to be their friends and nobody on our side of the table ever expects that they're our friends. I mean, you're interviewing the person. It's a professional setting. I don't fault Jalen Ramsey or any other player, anybody else from answering questions however they want. It's just it's our job to to ask the questions. And I I would give you this story. So Marshawn Lynch, who, of course, the best classic media case, right? Super interesting guy, unbelievably smart businessman, but just kind of realized that he could toy with the media and sometimes he wasn't going to talk. And then when they made him talk, he'd come back and give the same, you know, one sentence answer. So one time, and I want to say it was after Marshawn held out at the start of Seahawks camp. This was probably circa 2014, 15, somewhere in there. Held out like the first week of camp, sitting in his locker. And a lot of the, you know, the local media was kind of reluctant to go up to him because they're like, we don't know what we're, you know, we're getting into here. And so the media, local media goes up to him. They're asking him questions about, like, his shoes and his business, just, like, trying to get him to open up. I'm asking questions about his contract and showing up. And he's just staring at me the entire time. 
Every time I ask a question, he just stares. Just stares. Waits for somebody to ask a question about what something he wants to talk about and then goes back to answering that question. So afterward, you know, the scrum breaks up. Everybody walks away. I look over. I see Marshawn looking at me and kind of chuckling to himself. And I walked up and I just said, you know, hey, you know, you know I don't know if you remember me, Tom Pelissero, USA Today or whatever I was at at the time. You know, hey, like totally, totally respect you. Now I to answer the question. It's my, it's, you know, I just got to ask the questions. And he looked at me and he, you know, reached out his hand, shook my hand, just goes, do your job, boss. <laughs> that's, it. that's the epitome of the relationship. It's just we we both have jobs to do, and that's that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, and both sides need each other. Yeah, both sides need each other. That is something that's taught every training camp. It's like we need the media. The media needs us. This is a relationship. There's always some sort of video shown to try to ease the tension between the two. But boy, it is just it is always an awkward. You're. Honest. I've always wondered this. Do they give you scouting reports on the reporters? Like this is the person you can trust that's going to be around every day, and this is the person. Don't say anything to them because they're going to be a clickbait guy players know yeah we know the scouting. player yeah player they don't have the coaches by the way if the coaches want to give us a scouting, we'll probably give them one back actually hey, fun, funny you say that because on twitter they, this is how they um you mentioned this last question i can't thank you enough for joining us i know you're a busy man dalvin cook melvin ingram the new holdout with the new cba is you show up and you don't practice is dalvin cook doing the same thing as uh, melvin ingram because it is alleged that the contract negotiations have stopped with him he said he wanted a deal because if you look at the free agents for the running back market next offseason it's very similar to the quarterback market this offseason there is a lot of running backs that are very very good that are up next year dalvin cook's team saw that obviously try to get ahead of it wanted to get an extension it does not happen christian mccaffrey did get one but melvin ingram it's being talked about he's showing up but he's just not practicing because if he shows up they can't take the money away there's a there is it used to be team-based now it's league-wide if you show up they can't take your money you don't practice how do you see those two situations going and it's an interesting new holdout if that is what the new holdout is. Well, they're in two different situations. This is an important distinction. I'm glad you brought it up. So Melvin Ingram is on a veteran contract. It's his second deal. So he can be fined if the Chargers want to, and they say you're not, you're not participating, you're holding in, so to speak, then they can at some point begin to discipline in for conduct detrimental. With Dalvin Cook, because he's on his rookie contract, the same reason that he had to show up on time to camp is why he now also cannot hold in. The Vikings actually, while those contract negotiations were going on, held back Dalvin Cook out of a lot of team drills, gave him a a lighter workload before uh, the contract talks broke off yesterday. But if Dalvin Cook does not either report on training camp on time, which he did, which was not a surprise because he basically had to, but also if he were to withhold his services, not fulfill his contract for any material period of time, which is what the language is in the CBA, then he can lose an accrued season toward free agency. Jeez. If he says, I'm not showing up the next three days or I'm not practicing, whatever, I'm not doing this because of my contract, the Vikings then can go, okay, you are now going to be a restricted free agent next March. And instead of getting the franchise tag, which is going to be like eight or nine million, we'll just bring you back for four or five on a restricted tender instead. And now you're one year further away from being out from under team control. That's why Delvin Cook can't afford to do this. I mean, technically you can do whatever you want, but it is virtually prohibitive under the CBA for guys on rookie contracts to not uh, do their jobs. Ezekiel Elliott was a little different last year because he had a fifth-year option. He was a first-round draft pick. He could afford to lose the accrued season because he still had that fifth year on his contract to earn the accrued season and still be a free agent on time. Delvin Cook was a second-rounder, so he needs this fourth year 
to get to free agency or in all likelihood a franchise tag. Otherwise, he's a restricted free agent, which would just put him a year further away from getting what he ultimately wants, which is to get paid. Yeah, well, they got him. In a, they knew that, too, when they were negotiating with him, by the way. They, the Minnesota Absolutely. Vikings knew that exactly. Like, you want what? Nah, well, how about this? Nah, well, then you can just do this then. We can just keep you around for All another right. year. Hey, okay, you can do it. And then when those contracts, whenever they don't use- Don't take it personal. Hey, don't yeah. take it personal, by the way. Whenever that, those contracts stop, the conversation stop, what does that mean? They just decided, you know what? We aren't getting anywhere. Let's stop wasting our time. Is that and then how is Dalvin Cook supposed to not like I don't I don't know how how do how do they decide the conversation stops whenever they have another year here where he's could get extended? How does that happen? Well the thing is they certainly Pat, they could always restart the negotiation somewhere down the line. But they have worked on this deal with Dalvin Cook's agent for months. I mean, they have had months of oh, conversations, no. of negotiations, of exchanging proposals on a long-term deal that would make Dalvin Cook one of the higher-paid running backs in the NFL. But everything needs to come to a head eventually, which is exactly what happened yesterday. There was basically, all right, by this time, we either are doing a deal or let's just play this thing out and we'll try again next offseason. It got to that point. Dalvin didn't take the deal, uh, which, again, would have put him on the higher-paid running backs uh, in the NFL. Uh, he's betting on his worth in the long haul. Uh, if he stays healthy this year and has a huge you know, monster year, maybe it pays off for him next offseason. But basically the Vikings got to a stopping point where it was, okay, we haven't gotten a deal done. We're not going to carry this into the regular season. we got to get you ramped up in camp. We're moving on, and that's where it stands now. Well, Tom, I pre- I don't know if we have that list of free agent running backs next year, but it is like 12 deep, Camara, and there Jones. is James Conner. He, he could potentially have made And that franchise tag, if the cap is only about $175 million, is only going to be around $8-point-something million. That is a low, low tag number that is going to make teams more likely to apply the tag. It makes guys more tradable. Uh, potentially, and it also sets a lower bar for a contract extension uh, negotiation than you otherwise would if the tag number were up upwards of ten million, like it was this year. And that's a position where you get beat up any day could be your last day. Running back is that forty five minutes after the hour here. Tom Pelissar from the NFL Network. I can't thank you enough, Tom. Yeah, Incredible Tom. stuff, Tom. Anytime. Are you? Is he older than you? The earbuds. Is he older than you? I, I. How old are you, Tom? Thirty nine. Yeah, a couple years older than me. I'm 36 right now. Tom, you, you look, look like great. 12, dude. I mean, when, when AJ got into the league, he already looked like he was 30. He already <laughs> yeah, looked like a That's great. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Pelissari. Pes- yeah, Tom. So sorry to interrupt. I want to tell you about a new sponsor that we have. And I'll tell you what. This sponsor's got it going on. All right? Hawthorne is the name, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E, and they are a company that literally takes care of you in the bathroom for everything you could potentially ever need or want. Deodorant, shampoo, body wash, face cleanser, cologne, lotion, you name it, they got it. And the beautiful thing about Hawthorne is they have you fill out a quiz. Two minutes. Very quick uh, quiz. What type of skin type do you have? What type of hair do you have? What's a night out like for you? What do you, just a quick quiz so they can get to know you, then boom, they tailor your entire body experience to you. I got a couple colognes. I'm not a big uh, cologne guy, never was before this, but now with them knowing me and sending me this beautiful scent, this beautiful smell, my lady, my fiance, can't keep her hands off of me. Excuse me, I'm reading an ad. 
legit. I got face wash from them. I told them, you know, I have a little sensitive skin in the face. Got some, boom, here you go. How's the hair? I got some curly hair. Boom, here's some shampoo. They tailor it to you. It's an easy quiz. And I'll tell you what, me personally, very, very happy that I chose to go to Hawthorne.co. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. Took the quiz and I just, I feel better in the morning. I feel like what I'm putting on my body was meant for my body. My body. Ooh. I don't know where I was headed there. But I've appreciated this. They've been in my life now for like three weeks. And it's been a better three weeks for sure. H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. Use code McAfee and get an extra 10% off your purchase. That's Hawthorne dot C-O. Promo code McAfee. Get 10% off. Take the quiz. Let them send you some stuff tailored for your body perfectly. And feel better about everything. And smell better. Which is... A plus, I would say. Back to the show. Uh, very different from that. Let's go to the wrestling world. Because in two days, on August 22nd, I will be making my WWE debut with NXT TakeOver 30. SummerSlam weekend is coming up. And on Saturday night, WWE Network, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the show will begin. I have no idea when I go out there and punt Adam Cole's head, but I am excited to do it. To talk with us about that, commentator for Friday Night Smackdown, a man who's been in the wrestling business for a long, long time. Some people call him a scumbag. I say he's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Corey Graves. Yeah, Corey! How about Corey? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you, Corey? Where are you at? You hold up right now in a hotel? Or are you, uh, I am. I am in the, the WWE bubble right now. Well, I like that a lot. I'll be getting in there uh, here in the next, I think, 12 hours to lock mm-hmm. in there for TakeOver. I can't wait for it. You've been in wrestling business since you were a teen. Is that right? Yeah, way too long. More than half of my life at this point. How old were you then when you got started? Uh, I was a freshman in high school when I started training, and I actually uh, missed my senior prom to do a wrestling show in front of about 21 people. That's commitment. That is, that's got you to the top of the mountain, though, here. You obviously go from wrestler to commentator. I'm two days out from my first match. Some things I should keep uh, in mind. Mark Henry told me, no cocktails, uh, attack in Watcher 6 because obviously the Unspeeded Era. For you, what should I be thinking mindset-wise in preparation so, you know, I, I don't embarrass my entire family out there on Saturday? Your, your wind is everything. Uh, we talked about this. I've been trying my best to, to impart some advice to you. Uh, whether or not you've taken it, I don't know. Thank God we've got Hawk there, you know, keeping oh, you in, in check. Okay. Thank you, Corey. Uh, no. Because I think he realizes that you are way out of your league in this instance. However, as your friend, I am fully supportive. Uh, but you're about to step in the ring with one of the best in the business. And I'm very excited to see how it, how it plays out. Is there anything you can do in two days that you've learned to really get your cardio? Is there anything that makes you a marathon man in two days? Is there anything like no, that? No, my cardio always sucked. I was never good at cardio. I was just saying that to you, so maybe you could do better. Uh, also, never discount the value of a well-placed thumb to the eye. Ooh, there see, it is. there's something that yes. I like to hear. I don't need to talk Red about move. the problems, okay? Like, Chris, I don't need to talk about the problems. Let's talk about the answers. Thumb okay, to the eye, so- good answer there. 
thumb to the eye. You you've got AJ Hawk and you got DB going to be at ringside potentially. Uh, I'm right. Teach him teach him how to run a nice little interference, a distraction, keep the referee occupied. Then you can operate. Now we're talking. You're right, yes. Corey. It, we we know the referee, don't we, for the your match? I it think. hasn't Maybe. officially been, but I have been pitching hard for one particular ref. And now, granted, my word means absolutely nothing in this entire thing. But I have been pitching hard for one particular ref who has a great tan. Mm -hmm. And I, by the way, they wouldn't give me confirmation on whether or not he was the ref or not because they know that I am very likely to send gifts to him today, tomorrow, Saturday. I would. Sunday. I, by the way. Rest of maybe even next week if he all wants through twenty twenty. Hey, whatever he wants. People know that I am not move. above that at all. I am not There's above that at all. Nothing wrong with a good bribe. I mean, that's that's how you get ahead in this business. I I completely support it wholeheartedly. Um, AJ, have you ever seen that many tattoos on a human being? No, I have not. But I'm sure people have asked you uh, which one hurts the most. Like, does the Adam's apple hurt the worst? <laughs> Throat kind of sucked. Um, I would actually say the side of my neck hurt a little bit worse. But, yeah, I mean, none of it's fun. I don't get tattooed because I enjoy it. I just – I guess it's a bit of an addiction. And every time I decide I'm going to add on to something, about 15 minutes in, I go, what the hell am I doing? Why am I doing this to myself now? Because as I get older, they seem to hurt worse. Um, so I, I don't recommend it. There's one, like, half tattoo there on your shin that I asked about. And uh, I said, what was the meaning behind that one? And you said, uh, you never asked the artist what the meaning was. Not, not, yeah, not really sure where he was going with it. I was, uh, <laughs> I was working in a tattoo shop and decided to give him sort of free, free range to do what he wanted. And then the guy fell off the face of the planet. Like, he just didn't show up for work one day, and nobody ever heard from him again. And I'm not entirely sure what his plan was or where he was going. So I can't go to another artist and say, hey, this is what we're looking for. It's just kind of like this weird outline of God knows what. Can you show it? Because this is potentially that artist's last piece of work. <laughs> potentially. It's, uh, <laughs> it's based off of Superman Red Sun, the comic book, where Superman landed in Russia instead of America. And oh, oh, it might have got poisoned. All the values. It was just kind of interesting to me. Hey, you can't go uh, to Russia. Can't go to Russia. Uh, no, no, not now. No. no, but that was many, many right. moons ago, and it will never be completed. Um, when you're commentating on SmackDown, uh, how do you view your job just to be as entertaining as possible, educate, informative as possible? What is your mindset going in there? It depends because I don't think people realize how long two hours is when you have to talk constantly. Oh, A lot of times me. it's trying to, it, I, my job A is to inform and let people know what's going on as the color commentator, give it a little bit of depth. But um, yeah, to talk and more so than just an episode of SmackDown, like we, we used to do these five six seven hour pay-per-views at wrestlemania and i'm calling the whole thing sometimes i just got to entertain myself i'm trying to make myself laugh trying to make michael cole laugh who uh, which is no you know no easy task because he's a a real life news person so he um you know he can remain stoic so if i crack him i feel like it was a success yeah, well, I mean, just like with our show, some things are for me. I've said, like, hey, listen, I don't care if the fans like it. This is 100% for me at this point. Sometimes you got to get like that. I mean, at some point, AJ's very intrigued. AJ, by the way, getting baptized into the wrestling business right now, like getting a chance to really experience it. I'm seeing his eyes get open to, to why people love wrestling. So, I mean, they're right, AJ. Yeah, I am. Hey. Everyone is super nice there as well. Yes. It's an added, like a nice... Except for Undisputed Era. Byproduct. Yeah, everyone else, like suckers, supporting yeah. staff, other wrestlers, everyone has been really cool. But, Corey, I wanted to ask you, from your time wrestling and as a commentator, did they ever present any storylines to you or anything out there that you didn't feel comfortable and you could look Vince in the eye and say, nah, I'm good, I'm not going to do it? I never really had any sort of issues like that. Also, I'm, I'm not too uh, particularly proud 
in general. So I've, I have no problem making a fool of myself. Um, I've heard stories of people that have shut things down because they weren't comfortable. Or it How many gets, people, though, really have the power to say no? Everybody has the power to say no. It's just a matter of but whether or not job, you're in a position and you're going to get more opportunities based on what you – it's like any any business. You know, When you're the new guy or you're getting your first chance, you may only get one chance. So it's up to you to knock it out of the park. If you choose not to partake in it, that not, doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to get another chance. But obviously, if you're, you're a top-tier guy, you have a little more influence on what you do or do not do as opposed to someone who's just trying to kind of make their mark. I don't know if you saw us last night. Uh, Darius Butler almost jumped over the ropes and beat up a couple uh, right. a couple dudes I last night. I, I, I figured DB was having flashbacks to uh, his, his hockey-watching days. Oh, he wanted exactly. Loves. Hey, good call. NHL Darius, I for, completely forgot. Big we, hockey guy. We haven't talked enough NHL today. <laughs> yeah. We'll dive into that tomorrow, I guess. How, how has the hockey fanhood been? It's been a long time, obviously. How's your favorite team doing? How's your favorite team doing? Uh... You know, like you said, Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just sweat. Go Boston, yeah. go oh, Bruins. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into it tomorrow. All, all I know is I met DB very briefly, but the one thing that was for sure was I could feel his hockey fandom. <laughs> yeah. Fading through the room. Uh, was that a six overtime night or five yeah, overtime? Five overtime. <laughs> it was yeah. Six overtime afternoon. <laughs> it was. By the way, that afternoon became a late night very quickly. Um, you know, you almost died from. Uh, 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 not a, a retribution, not a member, almost hit you in the head with a bat a couple weeks ago. Are you okay? I mean, we were worried about your mental health, even though you weren't hit physically. We were worried about your mental health that somebody in a hoodie and all black almost literally ended your entire career. It is very difficult to run in dress shoes. This is something that I had just learned at 36 years of age. I never attempted to run anywhere in dress shoes. I try to avoid running at all costs these days. Uh, but to do it in dress shoes while being chased by a psychopath with a baseball bat, it was uh, it was not a lot of fun. And I, I didn't realize how close it came to actually striking me in the head until I saw it back on that Friday night. Hey, I don't want to say it did you any favors athletically, but I'm happy you got out of the way with that bat. I mean, you were very close to getting beheaded out there. As if- I'm, I'm basically Neo in the Matrix is what I learned about myself. I didn't realize that I've got the ability to dodge and evade. Like a very tattooed ninja. Um, you guys have SummerSlam this weekend, obviously, on Sunday. This is SummerSlam le- weekend. The second biggest weekend of, or maybe, th- maybe number one, actually. I don't know. I haven't been paying attention enough to the SummerSlam card because I got a lot of problems myself that I got to worry about. What should, pe- what should people be looking forward to? With Adam Cole and uh, the Undisputed Era. Before we get to uh, SummerSlam this Sunday, yeah. also streaming live on WWE Network. I, re- I saw you read. It was very eloquent. It was very professional. Thank you. Um, we, we unveil or debut Friday Night SmackDown in the WWE Thunderdome, uh, which your follow-up questions, I don't have answers to because I have no idea what it's going to look like. All I can say is that there are people higher up, much higher up than I am that I've talked to and asked about it from like the TV end of things. And apparently it's going to be pretty mind blowing. They've taken over the Amway Center in Orlando and completely overhauled the inside. Um, they're, they're touting this as a WWE fan experience like we've never seen before. There's going to be virtual fans. Um, so your, your faces will be visible. Apparently it's it's similar to the way the NBA does things, but better. Oh, um, wow. So okay. I'm very curious to see what this actually looks like. And I honestly don't know. And I'm kind of excited in that there 
you've been in this business long enough that you've seen everything and you've done everything and and it's just you know you're rehashing a lot of things so to see people that have been here much longer than i actually excited just because it's new and it's different um, I'm really stoked to see how it turns out tomorrow night. That's the Thunderdome debuts tomorrow night, Friday night SmackDown on Fox. That's correct. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which, again, is the going to be the, the first night of the big weekend where we see NXT TakeOver XXX30 uh, Bingo. featuring Pat McAfee's Bingo. untimely demise at the hands of the Undisputed Era. Oh, this is this fucking guy. This guy. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> What a scumbag. Fucking worse than Adam Cole, almost. I mean, get over it over there. <laughs> and then Sunday is SummerSlam, obviously. Big, big, big SummerSlam. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Can't wait for that. I don't get to call it because it's a Raw match, but I'm stoked to see that. Uh, Braun Strowman against The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. It's it's going to be stacked, man. It's a, it's a good weekend to be a wrestling fan. It is. It's a great weekend. A great weekend to be a wrestling fan because you're getting a chance to watch the next biggest thing in the business make his debut. Hell yeah! Is- oh, let's, let me ask you this, Pat. Yeah, if you do manage to dispatch of Adam Cole on Saturday, have you made plans? Because if you knock off one of the top guys in NXT, you can't just, like, leave. You can't just go, oh, did it, done, gonna bail. Says who? Uh, are there, are there you know, know. aspirations leave, leave on the horizon? What I do? I retired from the NFL after making another Pro Bowl. And I was like, well, I'll probably see you there. Fair. Okay. I stay corrected. But I, I will say this, okay? I, you know, have always wanted to be a part of this, right? This is something I've always – and you and I have talked about this, I think, since the first day that we've met because Corey is from – Three minutes from where my house is, I mean, like literally right next to Aaron Donald right. is like right here in the East Hills of Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm like right here in Pittsburgh. And then Corey Graves is right here. We're, we're on this town that's just the East Hills of Pittsburgh. It's very, very close over there. And ever since I got to talk to you, you know, I learned that you were like training in high school. I'm like, man, if I would have fucking known that any of this was happening, I think this is potentially something I would have done. And I've always wanted to do this, always wanted to do this. And to be honest, the only way I look at anything, and this might be the NFL mindset, and it might be because the way my brain is i'm just worried about what's next okay like what is next for me like okay is it a meeting okay that is all i'm worried about i gotta be at this meeting at 7 30 then when i'm in that meeting it's done okay what's next oh it's a lift okay i got this i got this even in this world that i'm in right now it's like what's next okay we got a daily show all right i'm gonna fucking worry about the daily show right now then what do i got next and to do that i think that is the only way you can do a multitude of things and still feel as if you're in the present so I haven't even thought about what the fuck is going to go on. All I'm thinking about right now is I'm going to, after this show, I know that next I have an incredible cardio session back there in that gym that I have mm-hmm. that I'm going to have to hopefully knock out. So I'm not even thinking about the future. And obviously, I'm hoping to not even use my cardio. I'm planning on this thing ending within the first minute or two. I like it. I think it, I think it's good to set the bar high, set your goals. I, I You, you kicked, the, kicked his head off you know, a couple of weeks ago. It was quite impressive you saw i'd be lying if i said i didn't watch it over and over again Thank on you. twitter hey me too uh, however i watched it over and it's over. a Good different game. circumstance man it, it's it's live it's, it's worldwide broadcast and you're in there with one of the best and it's going to be i'm excited to see i might actually even show up i might just come full hill and just just watch as a fan hey i want to let you know i walked into that nxt arena okay after getting booed out there by everybody I feel like that's potentially my arena now that I now that I think about feels it. Feels like it. You know what I mean? It feels like it's my arena over there. <laughs> I'm joking. There you go. I like it. I, I mean, if, and if they won't let me in, I'll just roll in as part of your entourage. Hey, 
Hey, it's hard nice. to break into this group, okay? We got 28 years of NFL experience, and then we got an Italian who does not have much to lose, who will throw his hands, which are cinder blocks, yep. by the way, if need be. And WWE just cut him out of all the photos. <laughs> Corey, all <laughs> the photos this guy Nick got just cut out completely from. Uh, we would love to have you be a part of our entourage. I can't wait to see uh, what you do in the Thunderdome. I'm excited for your brain to be on display with your mouth with the Thunderdome. What is going to come out of your mouth? Nobody knows. No one knows. Probably some bullet farm references, a lot of Mad Max deep cuts, and potentially Michael Cole with a mohawk. Excuse me? That's that's all I'm saying. I'm, if there's any justice in the world, Michael Cole will show up in the Thunderdome in leathers with a mohawk. Hey, does Michael Cole care about the show at all if he doesn't show up with a mohawk and in leathers? That's that a valid question. I, wonder. I even volunteered to, to dress like Tina Turner uh, just for like you know continuity purposes. And we'll see how that works out. I don't have high hopes for that one. But if I show up dressed like Tina Turner in Beyond Thunderdome and he doesn't, then I'm going to look like a fool. But that's kind of, you know, my role and I've embraced it. Hey, before we let you go, I would like to let you know, yesterday Mark Henry told us that he squatted 1,000 pounds and deadlifted 924 pounds with no straps. Would you like to tell us any incredible feats of strength that you have accomplished, Corey? Uh, I have no feats of strength. Uh, at one point, I was kind of strong. And then I stopped wrestling and decided to give up on the whole fitness aspect of my life. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and now we see whenever I'm being chased by a man with a baseball bat, I'm a step slower than I once was. Well, almost lost your head, but you will never lose that to, wit of yours. I used to be an all right baseball player. There we go. We'll leave it at that. Pittsburgh Pirates stink, dude. Take that Thank hat you. off. You should not be no. supporting them. You should, you're giving that family money. They do not deserve money. They should sell the damn team, Corey. I'm not going to disagree with you. I, I'm, I'm just a fan. I, see, I, I like to be a fan of, of the players and the team and not the organization. Okay. You know what I mean? Sense. Calvin yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Calvin Johnson. That's what Calvin Johnson's doing right yeah. now. He's a fan of the players and, he, uh, and not a fan of the organization. He hates them. Okay, good. All right, Corey, we'll see you in Thunderdome tomorrow night. Can't wait for it. And I appreciate you joining us, brother. Good luck on Saturday, man. If you uh, you need anything, I'm just a text away. I Believe me, there's going to be a lot of text sent within the next one. Because right now, I'm too dumb to even think about it. I would assume night before laying my head down, there's going to be, I don't know, probably 7,000 questions. Like, okay, now we're here. What, oh, oh, what uh, am I doing? What, what yeah, do I, have to do? I, I think I can figure it out. Listen, I'll, if you want, I'll send you step-by-step instructions on how to hide brass knuckles in your boot or your trunks. Bingo. Send that text now. Ladies and gentlemen, commentator for SmackDown, which is debuting the Thunderdome tomorrow night on Fox and also SummerSlam on Sunday, which is following NXT TakeOver 30, which I will be booting a man's face to the moon. Ladies and gentlemen, Corey Graves. Thank you, Corey. I hope you all have the greatest weekend of your life. Tomorrow, I'll be living out a lifelong dream while trying to knock a man's soul from his body, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the WWE Network. It's going to be a blast. And hey, when I get that dub, I'm going to celebrate rather hard and we're going to enjoy this thing together. I can't thank you enough for choosing to let us penetrate your ear holes. I know there's a lot of other things you could listen to. The fact that you allowed us... To be a part of your day, we appreciate so, so much. Be a friend, tell a friend. From all of us to all of you, thank you so, so much. We're forever indebted. Truly are. It's ridiculous, actually. Uh, Ty Schmidt, please play some independent music and send people into the greatest weekend of all time. Hey, Twine, you a fool for this one. 
Yeah. And this your man, Uncle Sam. I'm in my zone every day, every night, every night. Another couple shots about to get me right. You know it. Surrounded by the ones that get me through it all. Only thing we need more of is alcohol. Hey, I'm getting lit. Hey, you getting lit. Hey, who's getting lit? Hey, we getting lit. Hey, I'm getting lit. Hey, you getting lit. Hey, who's getting lit? Hey, we getting lit. Now you can find me posted up, drinking out the bottle. It ain't even sexual, but when I tell your girl to swallow. Push your hate aside, uh, celebrate your life uh, Don't you slay my vibe, cause we bout to raise the night I'm talking good vibes, good times, one love Drink this, drink that, all night, sun's up This ain't that two-step group, they the same music This be that forget my name, spraying champagne music Break it down, cause we just getting started Fill it up, raise a cup, welcome to the party Top, bottom, top, that's how we hit the toast. Six, four, hundred spokes, yeah, that's what I call the goat. Uh, people talking down, put the index to the lips. It falls on their fears when you flexing on the kid. Music won't stop, I see your anger ain't a danger. When it comes to Simmons, why we got bankers in the chamber? I'm in my zone every day, every night. Another couple shots about to get me right. Surrounded by the ones that get me through it all. Only thing we need more of is alcohol. Hey, I'm getting lit. Hey, you getting lit. Hey, who's getting lit? Hey, we getting lit. Hey, I'm getting lit. Hey, you getting lit. Hey, who's getting lit? Hey, we getting lit. Started on beast mode. Now I'm on feast mode. Beast hitting numbers like them seniors in casinos. Go for them pre rolls. You think it's beast mode? Uh, I don't know what round me on me cause my speech slow. We gon' laugh loud before we lash out. And when I kill the bottle, that's when I black out. Ain't trying to pass out. I need to cash out. Trying to find some smothered covered top ass rounds. Shout out You know what's going down. Pop a top, do a shot, or you can blow an ounce. We trying to lift the mood, make sure it ain't lower. That's why when we celebrate, we hardly ever sober. Wouldn't trade it for the world. That's just how I feel. When you hear them drunken thoughts, then you know it's real. We ain't turning down, we only turning up. I told y'all it was real, but I don't think you heard enough. I'm in my zone every day, every night. Another couple shots about to get me right. Surrounded by the ones that get me through it all. Only thing we need more of is alcohol. Hey, I'm getting lit. Hey, you getting lit. Hey, who's getting lit? Hey, we getting lit. Hey, I'm getting lit. Hey, you getting lit. Hey, who's getting lit? Hey, we getting lit. <laughs> yes, sir. If you know, you know. Don't you slow. It's all good though. Just have a time of our lives. It's your man, I'm just saying. And my homie Twine, we out.